0: have a lot to say, and I know it's 11.32, but I really don't care. (laughs) But uh, I will be uh, sensitive of your time, okay? Uh, And I want to share probably a familiar story with some of you this morning uh, that you have read probably more than one time, but I do feel like the Lord has given me uh, a few things to share today. So I want us to be sensitive. I want us to hear the word of the Lord And I want us to be open to what God is saying in this season. So Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse number 6, let us read the following. It says, And it came to pass also on another Sabbath, talking about Jesus, that he entered into the synagogue and he began to teach. And there was a man whose right hand was withered, and the scribes and the Pharisees watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath day that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the one which had the withered hand, rise up, stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Jesus unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy? And looking around about them, he said unto the man, stretch forth thy hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored, whole as the other. For a few moments, I want to talk to you about the effect of his presence this morning. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. I thank you for the privilege to once again stand in this sacred place and to share with your precious people. Lord, I pray that you would anoint this vessel of clay. Let me not speak my opinion, my ideal, but, Lord, let me speak that which you have given me in an anointed manner where lives would be pricked and changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us now, Lord, to hear, to respond, and to act upon that which you're saying. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I am fully persuaded this morning that... We are beginning to witness the very infant stages of the third great awakening. I know others may have different opinions, but upon spending time alone with the Lord and looking at current events and staying in the word, I cannot help but come to the conclusion that God is doing something fresh and powerful today. Across the globe this morning, there is a disruption that's occurring throughout the lands of many nations. We have seen areas that have been controlled by demonic governments as well as demonic religions be completely turned on their heads, so to speak, because they are feeling helpless and hopeless of caning and retaining their power and their authority no matter what they try they seem to be losing their grip and they just simply are in a state of panic in many regions this morning while we're sitting in this house mosques they are sitting empty in Iran while we're sitting in this house this morning house churches are thriving in China even amongst great persecution. And we find today that exciting reports continually to come day after day after day of men, women, and children having an encounter with Jesus Christ. Not Muhammad, not Allah, but Jesus Christ our Lord. That's something to be excited about this morning. Can I tell you, when somebody goes to bed at night as a Muslim and they wake up in the morning serving Jesus, that's a reason uh, to know that God's doing something. (laughs) Wasn't a preacher in the room, uh, wasn't a prophet in the room, uh, but simply Jesus manifests himself and it's happening hundreds of times every night across this globe. Can I tell you, we are not done yet. In my time alone with the Lord, I really feel like the Lord began to speak some things that I'm going to try my best to deliver to you this morning. In our text, we see Jesus enters into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And notice it wasn't the first time he had been there. He had been there before. It says that another Sabbath day, he came into the synagogue and he taught. Can I tell you, uh, he doesn't just come one time, but I'm thankful that he visits often. And we find that upon his arrival, uh, sitting inside was a man with a withered hand. Not only was it a withered hand, but it is significant that it is very detailed that it says that it is a withered right hand. Now, if something is withered, it simply means this. It has shriveled, or it is in the process of decaying. Uh, It has lost its freshness. Uh, It has become dry from the loss of moisture, or it can be said it has been affected in a harmful manner. Now, I have to help myself because I could preach right there, but i got to walk this thing out this morning. We find that I don't think we can ignore that the condition is mentioned and detailed. His hand is withered. Nor can we ignore the detail that it was his right hand. Now I want to take you through scripture for a few moments because in scripture, 166 times we find that the right hand is mentioned. If something is mentioned 166 times in scripture, it's probably got a significant meaning to it. So I want to show you just a few things about it. First of all, I can tell you this this morning without hesitation that the right hand is symbolic or it is a picture of authority. We find that God inspired Isaiah to write in Isaiah 41 verse 13. He says, for I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, fear not, I will help thee. I'm glad we're not alone this morning. It is the right hand that signifies strength, and I'll get into that in just a moment. But the religious leaders was constantly trying to trap Jesus with all sorts of questions. Uh, and once he spoke to them, following a really a bombarding of questioning, and he, he, he responded in this manner. In Luke chapter 20, 42 and 43, he, he quotes David. He said, and David himself saith to the book of, in the book of Psalms, the Lord said unto my Lord, thou on, sit, on thou, sit thou on my right hand, till I make thy enemies thy footstool. Think about it. Been at the right hand is been at the place of authority. Today we know that our high priest is sitting in that place. Luke twenty-two sixty-nine says, Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. But it doesn't stop there. In Mark chapter number uh, 16, verse number 19, it says, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven, and he sat on the right hand of God. To further validate this statement, you may remember the story in Mark chapter number 10. There was a man by the name of James, as well as a man by the name of John. They simply asked Jesus in conversation in verse number 37 of that chapter, grant unto us that we may sit on your right hand and the other on thy left hand. Jesus responded in this manner. He says you shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of. You shall also be baptized in the baptism that I am. But he says to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. The question is, who was it rep- prepared for? We'll get into that in a little bit. When the other 10 disciples heard the petition, they was displeased because they understood the significance of the right hand. Notice in chapter 10:41 it says and when they heard it, they began to be much displeased with James and John, for they understood what James and John was really asking for, they was asking for a place of authority and power. There's a whole lot of people asking for a place of authority and power, but guess what? It's only preserved for those that God says it's for. I don't care what D.C.'s doing right now. Let me not be political this morning, Jesus. So we can be confident that at, being at the right hand is symbolic of having authority and power. All right, but it doesn't stop there. But Paul wanted to make it very clear that the church was the ones that was chosen to be at that place of authority and power. That's why in Ephesians chapter one, I'll get out of teaching mode in a few minutes, but I gotta lay a foundation. In Ephesians chapter 1, that's why I wrote to the church at Ephesus the following in verse 17 through 23. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding been enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in the world, but also that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. You know why you're being fought so hard right now? It's because the enemy doesn't want you to be sitting at the right hand. But I've got good news this morning. There is not a devil in hell that can keep you from the place that God has ordained for you to sit. Not only is the right hand a place of authority and power, but it is also the hand of blessing. Notice the patriarchs usually bless their children and their grandchildren with their right hand as we see in the case of Jacob, whose name was later changed to Israel by the Lord. Notice, for example, in Genesis chapter 48, verse 14, it says, and Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand up on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittedly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. You gotta understand what happened. Manasseh was here, Ephraim was here. There was supposed to be a blessing. The firstborn was supposed to get the blessing, but... Israel understood I've got to bless the one God says to bless and therefore when he blessed them he crossed his hands and Ephraim received a blessing you missed a good place to shout right there because the world says you need to bless this bless this bless this Uh, and they said this doesn't really matter Uh, the church doesn't exist it's not important Uh, but can I tell you this morning uh, the Lord is not blessing sin Uh, he's not blessing perversion Uh, he's not blessing the garbage of the world Uh, uh, but he has crossed his hands uh, and he has blessed the church uh, and the church is still at a place of blessing. I feel my help and I'm still teaching this morning. Uh, the right hand uh, is also the hand of strength. Uh, notice most individuals possess uh, greater strength in their right hand uh, because their right hand dominant. Uh, But the same can be said uh, and it is symbolic in scripture when it refers to God himself. Uh, In Exodus chapter 15 verse number 6 it says thy right hand O Lord uh, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand O Lord uh, hath dashed in pieces uh, the enemy. Uh, Listen that's why the enemy doesn't want you to be blessed. Uh, That's why he doesn't want to walk with the favor of God because he knows this, uh, that when the right hand comes and touches you, uh, it dashes every stronghold of the enemy off your life. Uh, That's why you got to get under the spout and just continue to let the Lord bless you this morning. Uh, Listen, uh, we got to go to a place this morning. Uh, Just prior to Moses' death, uh, he blessed Israel with this blessing. Uh, Deuteronomy 33, 1 and 2, it says, and this is the blessing wherewith Moses, the man of God blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, the Lord come from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. He shined forth from the Mount Parim and he came with 10,000s of saints from his right hand went a fiery law for them. Can I tell you, there is adversaries and there is opposition. Uh, but when the right hand is extended, uh, you don't have to be fearful this morning, uh, but you can just stand in confidence and say, you know what, the God that did it yesterday uh, is the God that's going to do it today. Uh, and if he gives me tomorrow, uh, his hand is still all power and all authority. When John received the revelation and caught a glimpse, In Revelation chapter one, notice what happened. He said, and when I saw him, chapter one, verse 17, I fell at his feet as dead. That'd be a sad verse if it stopped right there, but it didn't. And he laid his right hand upon me. Listen, dead things live when the right hand's present. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not, I am the first and the last. See, why is that important? Notice, when the right hand was laid, life comes in. Isaiah provides further evidence of this. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So not only is this hand symbolic of authority and power, not only is it symbolic of blessing, not only is it symbolic of strength, but it is also symbolic of a hand of sovereignty. If something is sovereign, please hear me, It means it is supreme in authority. It is supreme in power. But also it is the highest of ranking. Hear me. Revelations 5, 1 and 7. 1 through 7. And I saw the right hand of him that sat on the throne. A book written within and on the backside. Sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the books and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And then one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven steels thereof. And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And it came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Amen. I'm trying to contain myself this morning. With this quick look of what I've just presented to you, we find this. The right hand is symbolic of rulership, authority, authority. Blessing, strength, and sovereignty. If I had a little more time, I would also talk to you about the importance of Matthew 25, 23 and 24. When at the day of judgment, he will stand as a shepherd and he'll put the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. Don't have time to preach that, but man, I'd like to. But can I tell you, let me just say this. Those on the right, it's going to be blessed of the Father, and they are going to be brought into the kingdom. But let's get back to our text. The man sitting in the synagogue with a withered right hand. What does all of this really mean? With what we have learned, we can now say this Here sat a man in the right place, but he had lost his ability to rule. He had lost his ability to walk in his position of authority. He had lost his ability to be under and experiencing the blessing. His strength was no more known. And he was now sitting with no supreme authority. And his hand was withered. It is believed by some theological minds and some theological study that this man's Actual account standing in front of Jesus was preserved by the early church It is recorded that when this man was called by Jesus to stand before the people and by faith He stood as he stood before the Lord. This is what he said. This is what's recorded: I was a stonemason earning my livelihood with my own hands I pray thee, Jesus, restore me to health in order that I may not with shame beg my bread. How did Jesus respond? He simply, in verse 10, said this, stretch forth thy hand. To stretch simply means this, to go beyond normal limits. It was out of his ability. His hand was withered. It was decaying. There was no life in it. There was no moisture present. You see the man by faith raised his arm and began to stretch outward. And your Bible says that his hand was restored. Today I said all of that to say this. It is another day in the synagogue. I want that to just sink in just for a moment it is in this day in this hour that the Lord is stepping back into the American church and he is getting ready to teach us something that we have forgotten it is, he is not oblivious to our condition he has saw our withered right hand because can I tell you, we've done really good saying that we've possessed things, but we haven't possessed it. We've gotten really good talking about how powerful we are and how anointed we are and how much authority we have, how much strength we have, how much blessings we have. But can I tell you, uh, our family's still in bondage. Uh, our bank accounts are empty. Uh, our lives are upside down, but still we talk around saying we're blessed. Can I tell you, that's not how my God blesses. Uh, my God blesses exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. And if you're not living in the ab- then there's something wrong. I know I'd lose some of you this morning, that's all right. It is in this hour, however, there is a restoration that's taking place. Uh, The church uh, is experiencing the restoring of the right hand. Uh, As I was alone with the Lord, he made this so vivid in my spirit uh, and in my life, uh, I began to see uh, just the stretching of a hand and the reforming and life coming back to it. Uh, And that's why it stirred my spirit so much uh, when I got the picture of that little baby, looking completely healthy. uh, As I walked into the house on Wednesday night, I said, God, I know you're talking to me uh, because by the standard of the world, uh, it may have looked hopeless, uh, but in a moment of time, uh, when God brings his hand onto a situation, uh, all things began to be made new. Uh, Can I tell you, uh, this morning I will go on record uh, and I will tell you this without hesitation, uh, that we are stepping back into a place of spiritual authority. no weapon formed against you will prosper uh, when you follow after the things of God. Uh, But i got to also remind you uh, we are not just going to a place of authority, uh, but we are stepping back into the place of blessing. uh, And you say, what does that really mean? Uh, i got to take you back to a revival not that many years ago uh, when they didn't understand what happened when the Holy Ghost showed up uh, and they simply began to walk around this and said this, "Uh, I think we're getting the blessing. Uh, Can I tell you, uh, I don't know about you this morning, but in my life and in my realm I'm beginning to hear the cooing of the dove. Listen, I know they've been on the The money changers had them tied up, chained up, caged up, but there is a release that's coming to the house of God and the blessing is about to be poured out again. Why is that important? It's because when the Holy Ghost is present the sinner won't leave a sinner. He'll run to the altar and your altar will be tear stained. When the Holy Ghost is present, your son and daughter will begin to weep and cry under the power and the presence of God. Listen, the baby will begin to quit, it's crying, and begin to reverence because when the Holy Ghost is present, lives are changed forever. Somebody give them a shout of praise. I gotta tell you this morning not only is there a fresh Holy Ghost outpouring coming uh, but there is strength been brought back uh, meaning this uh, there's a group of people uh, that this world was not counting on uh, but as Jude wrote uh, we're gonna see some people begin to contend for the faith Uh, I'm not compromising uh, I'm not backing up uh, I'm not gonna be seeker friendly uh, but I'm gonna tell you it still takes holiness uh, it still takes separation uh, it still lives a sanctified life it's called been sold out for the kingdom and there's a group of people that's about to contend for this thing. This is not a day and an hour to allow a spirit of fear to come upon you but this is a day and an hour for the house to begin to stand and say we will not bow. Can I remind you Psalms 91 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, I will say of the Lord, uh, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. I heard the Lord say, and I'm I'm trying to hurry this morning. I'm not gonna keep you long. But I've heard the Lord say some things in recent months. And I've been hesitant to really release, but in the last few days, there's some things that I sense I have to release this morning to you. Not only have I heard the Lord simply saying that I'm restoring the right hand of my people, but I want you to understand you're going to have to shake some things off because we are getting ready. To enter into one of the most important times in modern history. Our behavior is getting ready to be altered in such a manner where it's going to require you to put on the whole armor of God. Some of you may be aware of the Canadian pastor that was recently arrested once he returned home. He was just arraigned this week in a courtroom that gave him 18 months probation. Very unconstitutional, won't get into all of the legalities of it, but the judge had enough audacity to type out a statement, a proclamation, if you will. And says anytime you're going to speak publicly whether it be in your church or wherever you're at anytime you're going to speak publicly you first have to read this proclamation and it's basically a proclamation of spewing lies and that is the condition of his probation he publicly went on record and said I have no intentions of abiding by this but We'll see how well they monitor his speech, but after today, he might be back in jail. I say that to say this, are you willing to do that for your faith? Let him be an inspiration. You say, oh, that's Canada. Can I tell you it's already crossed the border and it's here. But here's what I heard the Lord say. He said, no more will my people sit in a place of timidness. Nor will they sit in fear and lack, for I am doing that which I've spoken concerning my people. He says, tell my people that I'm getting ready to fulfill everything that I've spoken concerning them. This morning, can I tell you, the word of the Lord is simply saying very clearly, my people are rising from their place of obscurity, and they are going to invade every area, says the Lord from Hollywood to Congress, from judicial system to White House, from the Senate to the Department of Justice, there is a greater shaking coming, says the Lord, that will cause men to begin to weep, for they will see my mighty hand, says the Lord. But he did not stop there. He said, not only are they going to see, but they are going to feel the strength of my hand, says the Lord. And I will not allow them to advance, says the Lord. Their days are numbered, says the Lord of hosts. Can I tell you, the Lord of hosts is very important in that because the Lord of hosts, this is the this is battle. Listen, every time you find in Scripture, it is talking about war. It's talking about the. it's not just the Lord of hosts used casually. Yeah, but I heard very vividly in my spirit, the Lord said, as the Lord of hosts, I am bringing about what's getting ready to happen. Uh, and I, I began to just spend time alone with the Lord. And, and I got to tell you this this morning, I know you may be going through some stuff. Uh, it may seem like everything's happening everywhere else, but it's your house. Uh, but here's what the Lord said that concerning the United States of America, the fleet. Flickering flame will soon begin to burn brightly in your land, for the hand of authority has been restored in this hour, says the Lord. Uh, I am cleansing and purifying my house. Uh, My church will emerge from the landscape of the religious kingdoms of men, and there will be no question of my authority. Uh, For I am now releasing the gifts and signs and wonders, Uh, will begin to follow my people once again, says the Lord. Uh, The holy hush is returning to my house, says the Lord. Uh, Holiness will once again be proclaimed. men and women will begin to fall under the convicting power of my spirit uh, and the cry of repentance is returning. Uh, I am bringing a holy boldness, says the Lord, uh, to this generation. Uh, They will stand uh, and proclaim my word. Uh, They will walk upright before me. Uh, They will declare the mighty works of my hand, says the Lord. Uh, Healing virtue is flowing. Uh, Hope is rising. Uh, Darkness is dispelling. Uh, Joy is returning. Uh, And Christ is coming. Uh, Somebody ought to give him a shout of praise right there, because can I tell you, uh, we are not going down in defeat, uh, but right now in this house uh, and in houses across this land, uh, I just need somebody uh, by faith uh, to stand in the midst of the stuff, uh, and I know it may not be like uh, you really have the strength to, uh, but if by faith you'll stretch out your arm, uh, there is a life coming uh, to the right hand, uh, and when the begins to move and squeeze, can I tell you, authority's present, strength's present, blessing's present, and every devil in hell begins to quake because they know they have no authority. Somebody give him a shout of praise this morning. Give him a high praise this morning. Listen, I'm not messing with your emotions. I'm just telling you this morning uh, that your God is about to show himself mightily. Uh, that means your sons and daughters uh, are about to prophesy. Uh, that means the latter house uh, is greater than the former. Uh, that means there's a freshness coming even in the midst of darkness. As they come to the music this morning, I'm not going to keep you. I'm not going to keep you. But this morning I have to tell you There's a lot of folks sitting around. Well, is he going to do it today? It's not how we do it. That ain't right. That's not not the custom. How dare him think he's going to come in here and do something? Religious spirit after religious spirit after religious spirit. Hear me. Don't get hung up on all the stuff. I do not mean this to be crude or rude, but can I be honest with you? Because I'm talking about myself until the last 20 years of progress. We live a very sheltered, bubbled world. If it don't look like us, sound like us, act like us, it can't be of us. That's not true. So don't let stuff keep you from locking arm in arm with men and women of faith that have kingdom vision that began to say, you know what? We're going to grab a hold of this thing because we feel the authority and the strength in our right hand. Listen. I'm not saying condone sin. I'm not saying condone immorality. No, I'm talking about getting to a place uh, where we get beyond ourselves and realize uh, that God has a plan that's much bigger than any of us. uh, And if he can use me, he can use anybody else he wants to. Uh, But listen, I gotta tell somebody uh, that right now, the the essence of his presence, uh, that synagogue had been there. He had been there before, but on this day, something was changing uh, because for such a time as this, he realized, that that old stonemason uh, couldn't continue to function as he was uh, and the stonemason had a heart that said uh, I don't want to beg for my bread anymore uh, listen uh, I don't want to beg for a move of God anymore uh, I don't want to beg for him to do something but uh, uh, God I want you to restore the right hand uh, because if you restore the right hand uh, you'll find me putting my hand to the plow uh, and I'm not going to look back uh, but I'm going to go forward uh, listen uh, you got to grab a hold of this thing. I'm going to go on record this morning. God is about to show his power and his authority. And he's going to begin to touch babies. And it's going to progress from there. There is babies. that's getting ready. We just saw one picture. But can I tell you, God is going to manifest himself by touching babies baby after baby after baby and it's progressing and our teenagers our young adults are getting ready to experience a wave of spirit listen i'm not going to re-preach a message but the word of the lord that moses received and he gave to the people he said listen there's a joshua right there and he's going to cause you to leave and to receive your inheritance But he says, encourage him. You elders in this room, you hear me. I need to hear you speaking words of affirmation over this generation. They're gifted, they're called. You're still trying to swing a sword when you're supposed to be up on the mountain with your hands raised. Let go of the sword, go take your rightful place. Hold up your hands and let this generation swing a sword and let them begin to slay some giants and let's move forward to the promise. Because it's in this season the effects of his present. I don't know how many times the man had sat there. He was in the right place. But there was something that was absent. Jesus. God help us not to have people in the right place but not his presence be here. His presence doesn't just show up. The Bible's very clear. He inhabits the praise of his people. It means he dwells there. If we want him to dwell here, if we want him to dwell here, we got to get our praise back. You're going to have to take off that heavy weight and you're going to have to begin to thank Him right in the midst of everything you're going through. Because can I tell you, He's been too good to you. He's been too good to me to let somebody keep me from the goodness of God. I want you to stand all over this house this morning, if you would please. walked in here heavy. You may have walked in here overwhelmed, but God, you don't have to leave the way you came this morning, but you can walk out of here delivered and set free. You can walk out of here with health and strength, with a smile. Listen, I, all I know to do is speak what it gives me. All I know to do is just proclaim that this is the acceptable year of the Lord because it is. All I know is that he's never failed me, he's never abandoned me. And I can tell you this, I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but in the midst of everything that's taking place, there is a spiritual Goshen been set up right now for the people of God and you don't have to fear. I want to relieve some of you from your anxiety this morning. If you'll follow after God, He's gonna put food on your table, okay? He's gonna make a way when there seems to be no way. Yeah, we're gonna be smart and we make preparations. We make sure that we can do some things. But God is still God. And there is a spirit of witheredness. I want to break off you this morning. I don't know what it is you battle. I don't know what it is, the unknown. And I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of young men, young adults, young women in this room that their minds have been nothing but troubled because the enemy, and it soaked all of the moisture out of them. You hear them. sucked all the life out of them because they had all of this planned and now we have a pandemic and we have political demonic activity. And it's all trying to upset everything that they ever said. And the moisture's gone there. And listen, I can see it weighing on them. Listen. But I'm going to break it off in the name of Jesus this morning. You young men, you young women, you hear me. You're going to be everything God said you could be don't matter how disruptive the plan is, the plan of the enemy never has the power to supersede what God is saying. Some of you this morning, you have career paths that you're gonna operate in. I don't know how you're gonna get your clinicals. I don't know how you're gonna get through all this stuff, but God will make a way. So I want you to shake it all off, and I want you to just trust God and say, God, I'm going to be who you told me to be. Favor of the Lord is coming. I believe this. I feel this. If you're in this room, I don't care what age you are, but you who said, "You know, I have been in. I've just sensed my moisture leave. I've just, I've just sensed just my my joy has left. I, I just feel withered. I just feel dry." If that's you. I want you to step out of your seat. And come to the front of this building right now. I don't want you to wait on anybody else. I want you to come right now. You'd say, "I'm just dry." It, 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 we're not signaling you out, but we're just we're just calling you to the front because God's getting ready to bring moisture back. God's about to do something in this room. There's a hand of authority coming back. The right hand, the right hand is getting ready to be. This morning, right now, I want some saints of God, men and women of God, some of you godly women, you stand behind these women. If you all that's standing here would just take a step forward so we can get some people behind you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Some of you men of God. I know it may get you out of your comfort zone a little bit, but you men of God, why are you still standing back there? Come and stand behind some of these men that's up here. Come on. The hand of authority is upon your life. The hand of authority is upon your life. You men of God, you women of God, we gotta get rid of this timidness. Listen. Listen. When you lay two or three hands together in prayer, believing things happen. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift your voice and I want you to begin to just speak life over those that's in front of you. Just lay your hands on their shoulders and just begin to take authority over them. Listen, begin to intercede on their behalf and I want you to begin right now just to begin to decree and declare just life entering into them in the name of Jesus. Father, right now in the name of Jesus as we come. I want you to move by the unction of the Holy Spirit those of you that are helping me pray. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you and God bless you.